you got in kind of involved in activism how was your parent were your parents involved in uh well it gradually started i mean it gradually started with um, with as i got you know into uh university and uh, obviously that's the mm. usual stuff but maybe a step before that i was living in bradford at one point uh oh, so did you learn urdu <laughs> no i didn't i i i very you, you cleverly the other part <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I learned, uh, there was uh, there was a lot of Urdu, but I cleverly uh, learned uh, a phrase yeah. which is uh, <laughs> okay. because I kept <laughs> for your non Urdu uh, listeners, so that means I, I don't that speak That means Ur- I'm a terrorist and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in Urdu. Yeah, yeah so I don't speak Urdu. I don't speak Urdu. Urdu. Yeah. I don't think you have to. There's so many variations no, You've got so many variations okay. yeah. So and I learned that Because I got stopped so many times uh, With people in, in Bradford These uncles <laughs> and aunties Asking me and speaking yeah, to me Straight direction, in Urdu and, I, they, <laughs> and even when I said that They yeah. thought I was like Taking the, the mic yeah. or something Because uh, How are you speaking Urdu to us? Hello, would you like to upgrade your tea and coffee providing? Go to East London, Quaker Street, Coffee and Bubble Tea. They will provide better tea and coffee providing than your current tea and coffee provider is providing. What about downgrading? If you mention the podcast name, they will downgrade your providing to 10% off. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Uh, welcome to this uh, episode of Islam Trinity Unscripted Podcast. We're very pleased uh, to be joined today by Dr. Omar uh, Hamdoun. Assalamu alaikum, Shaykh. Assalamu alaikum, Is it Dr. Omar Al Hamdoun or Hamdoun? It's Al Hamdoun. Al Hamdoun. Spelt with an E. Al Hamdoun. To like confuse uh, people. Make sure. Il, Il Hamdoun. Any kind of an- ambiguity it might be Mexican <laughs> or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so just a brief introduction uh, to yourself uh, Let me know if I get anything wrong Okay uh, You were, you're a dentist That's right, yeah That's right, okay um, So you're kind of closer to the What people normally assume when they say doctor something Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, when yeah, they say yeah. I'm a bit further away, right, right down there You're the, the academic With the <laughs> you know, PhD in plants and photosynthesis <laughs> and stuff but uh, yeah. you know, if there is a kind of emergency on a on a plane or something, you can still yeah, help yeah. some fix someone's teeth or something. Yeah, I've got doctor on my passport, so that's I'm good. Sure which is yeah. apparently uh, I think I've. Do I have that? I think it's. Do I have it? I have it on my license. You have it on your passport because it's supposed to be uh, for someone. It's between that and reverend, I think oh, okay. sure I just mess with people's <laughs> head. <laughs> but uh, I, it was funny when I when I when I got my PhD, I was looking yeah. and changing my name because yeah. you, you have that buzz. Yes, yes, and. Yeah. Um, Nobody asked me for any proof whatsoever. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, I just wasted five years just to. <laughs> <laughs> I could have just, could have just uh, yes, added yes. The, the doctor with. Well, change it. To try changing it to professor. Yeah. See if you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. If that becomes easy. That, yeah, I'll give it a go <laughs> before this goes out. Yes. Well, uh, so you're a dentist by day and a masked vigilante by night. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say that bit. <laughs> uh, you're part of many Muslim organizations. Yes. Let me um, let me start from the top alphabetically. So you have M, A, B, yes, Mab, you're right. in Mab, M, C, B, <laughs> you got yeah. the A, B, C. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you're, the, you're part of MBC, MCB, right? MCB, I'm uh, the, um, I used to be on the deputy uh, okay. uh, secretary general, uh, but now the I'm just on a national uh, council. Just the yeah. national council? Just no, the national special, council, nothing, nothing special. Nothing very yeah, humble. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, MAB is historically, traditionally, it's been kind of very close to. Yeah, yeah. It has a lot of people, yeah. a lot of the historical figures were mm. people who used to be like that in their home countries, we say, before they came here. Yeah. Uh, and then just, yeah, carry on with the same ideas, same tradition, same sort of. But with like anything, there's a lot of, lots of change, a mm. lot of, uh, you know, a progression in terms of ideas, thoughts, what can happen here. The UK being a different. Yeah. Um, Community environment. That's one thing. Like one of the things I like about the Muslim Brotherhood General, the the, yeah. the fikr and the the thinking, yeah. is that it's it's tailored for where it is. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's not like one person owns, sure. has the keys to the 
in yeah. the organization is it seems well just sure. like it's a it's a trend you know? yeah i mean the muslim brother is all about you know it's about the es- essence of it is doing good you know which mm-hmm. is a, not far off from i mean it is islamic idea and do it i suppose I everyone would probably yeah. think that yeah <laughs> about their organization though isn't it yeah that's what i'm saying good, so doing it's about good doing good things like that but uh, muslim brother i think is more about trying to get the um, change happening at different levels so mm-hmm. they don't shy away from doing change at a political level as well as at a social level. And I think yeah. that's what's caused them a lot of issues now around the world because people don't want yeah. uh, them to tread on their uh, toes and they don't want them to take them off their thrones, which is what's happened. Yeah, mashallah. So MAB, uh, MCB, anything else? There was something, a European... Uh uh, yeah, that's is it right. a council or yeah, we have the there is the um, there's the European Institute for okay. uh, Human Sciences, which is a locally EIHS. Uh, that's right. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that was established. It's European, obviously established. Uh, uh, I was a trustee there, uh, okay. but I've left recently. Um, so that, that's like an institute teaching uh, different aspects, mm. but teaching mainly in the Arabic language and trying okay. to provide a, a European curriculum syllabus uh, for people to understand uh, okay. the this context of islam so you're working your way through the alphabet yeah slowly slowly yeah. <laughs> i was also one part with uh, one point with uh, minab which is the minab. mosques let me get this let me try and get yeah, yeah. mosques imams yeah and national that's right association brothers no <laughs> <laughs> Board 60%, 60%. Yeah, yeah advi- uh, advisory Advisory board, board. Yeah, advisory okay. board so That was set up uh, a while back uh, By, again Do you sometimes forget which organisation you're part of? Uh, they're not that many You've <laughs> so like got five right now, isn't it? You sometimes yeah, go in to a meeting right, wearing yeah, the wrong hat and Yeah, oops, that's true quick switch At around. one point, yeah, I was uh, wearing so many hats But now I've stepped back from the role as uh, president of uh, yeah. MAB and and also from the MCB, so yeah, mm. a little bit more uh, free in uh, my hats. Mm. My hats have gradually been thrown away. Okay. Yeah. Um, what what were your kind of uh, inspirations growing up? How did you get into the Islamic kind of uh, activism, or what do you call it? These organizations, they they yeah. they're kind of NGOs. They're uh, part of civil society. They're Political parties, you might call them, even sometimes. How did you get yeah, into that? Yeah, I mean, I think it all started for me. Um, Alhamdulillah, and, you know, I, was, I was blessed that my both my parents are practicing uh, uh-huh. Muslims, and my father was quite, um, you know, quite uh, practicing uh, to the extent that you know we're originally from Iraq, and Iraq mm-hmm. during the Saddam era or the the Ba'ath Party era was very much. Uh, anti-religion uh, in many ways so it was you know practicing Islam or uh, showing any signs of which mm. was unfortunately the case in many Arab countries was frowned upon and so Baptists are kind of um, far left communist leaning yeah yeah they're very yeah so maybe just a step before communists more they, they like to see themselves as socialists and mm-hmm. you know so yeah but secular secular definitely secular and in to one extent they do you know some elements of them do actually are you know atheists uh, mm. or at the very least they are anti-religion yeah. because they see a, you know religion as a as a potential threat especially with islam yeah so yeah my father that's why my father when he left iraq he actually left to come and study here but he he left also with that in 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 mind because mm. it was it was you know a lot of difficulties um, in, in Iraq So Alhamdulillah From that perspective He, he was the one who uh, uh, and, and with my mother You know c- Kept me On the straight and narrow As they say <laughs> So Alhamdulillah You were born here or in Iraq? I was born in Iraq okay. Born in Iraq What came here as young Young as uh, four years mm. old And yeah. um, You got in Kind of involved in activism How? Was your parent Were your parents involved in uh Well it gradually started I mean it gradually started With um, with as I got You know into uh, University uh, Obviously that's the mm. usual stuff. But maybe a step before that I was living in Bradford At one point uh, oh, So did you learn Urdu? No I didn't <laughs> I, I, I very you, you cleverly The other part <laughs> Yeah no I learned uh, there, was Urdu, there was a lot of Urdu But I cleverly uh, learned uh, A phrase 
yeah. which is Meurdu Nahibu Sektahu. Because I kept. <laughs> for your non Urdu uh, listeners, so that means I, I don't that speak. That means Ur- I'm a terrorist and, uh, <laughs> in Urdu. Yeah, yeah so. I don't speak Urdu. I don't speak Urdu. Urdu. Yeah. I don't think you have to. There's so many variations no, and you've got so many variations. Okay. Yeah. So when I learned that because I got stopped so many times uh, with people in, in Bradford, these uncles <laughs> and aunties asking me and speaking yeah, to me straight direction, in Urdu. And, I, they, <laughs> and even when I said that, they yeah. thought I was like taking the, the mic yeah. or something because uh, how are you speaking Urdu to us? So yeah, no, mm. I didn't manage to speak. I didn't learn uh, Urdu uh, except a few words here and there. Mm. But yeah, when I was in Bradford, I got involved with the masjid there. Uh, and uh, was in your... Young, yeah, yeah. So I was only uh, at times about 16, 17, mm. and I managed to, you know, I, I used to help the local masjid, which is run by Arabs. Uh, they needed somebody to provide like translations for the khutbas because a lot of the khutbas were being given in, in Arabic, <laughs> so they want somebody to give translation it, uh, from Arabic to Urdu, to, to, to Urdu <laughs> and then to English. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I started to help out, and then I moved to Sheffield. Mm. And uh, studied in Sheffield um, with uh, that's where I studied dentistry, and there I got involved with uh, you know the Islamic societies mm. and um, the local uh, masjid there. There was the Muslim Welfare House there in Sheffield. So yeah, that's that's basically it. How it started. So you cut your teeth in the activist scene, kind of in the northern uh, northern hemisphere. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where it was. Yeah. When yeah. did you move down south? Down south, I mean, so they uh, criticize you for that. (laughs) So I was actually my my initial when we first came um, was down south. That's where we lived with Mm. my dad. My Bradford going to Bradford was only as a later stage to go and you know study A levels and things like that. Yeah, so I was already it was like you know you got radicalized. That's why we become radicalized (laughs) and uh, in a good way. In yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Today, radical is a good thing. You you might have noticed that. Jeremy Corbyn is saying that his yeah. radical, manifesto yeah. is a man- radical, radical yes, radical, yes, but not extreme. Yeah. That's the main <laughs> thing. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Alhamdulillah, it's been mm. been good, been good to learn a lot of things. And yeah, with Sheffield, there's so much to to do. Uh, but mm. I think at my my time in Sheffield, the the, the Islamic scene. Um, I don't know what year you studied in university. Biochemistry. No, what year? What year? Uh, 2004. Okay, that's when you yeah. started, yeah. Young whippersnapper. Okay, <laughs> so I might I was in the 90s. Yeah, 2004 uh, for like 10 years. 10 years. Okay. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me, in the 90s, I studied, and I think at the 90s, the Islamic Society, even in Sheffield, the funny thing was that the Islamic Society was actually um, it was designated as what as an international. Society, so mm-hmm. it wasn't even a religious society. Yeah. They were still looking at it as something foreign, and in fact, a lot of the people who That's were members, yeah, a lot of members of the Islamic society were mainly people, international mm-hmm. students, things like that. Uh, the ones that bring the money. The international fees. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And Sheffield was is quite renowned for that yeah. actually because it had so many international students, especially from the Gulf and yeah. Malaysia was a, was a big one as well. Mm-hmm. I think at one point they had like five hundred Malaysian students. Wow. So. Um, but yeah, towards the end of my study there, more of the homegrown students started yeah. to come in. So That's interesting. Yeah, interesting that yeah. How you were in that that change period. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, uh, so uh, were you part of FOSIS as well? Yes, yeah. we were so part of FOSIS. Oh, okay. Uh, National okay. Executive Committee. Uh, okay, my I think 2010 or something. Okay. So I was just like the show. Northern, uh, yeah. North Chair of FOSIS North or something like yeah. that. I was the London yes. Chair. And here's, uh, here's an interesting trivia for you. I was with Sufyan Ismail on the same board. Oh, okay. Yes, mashallah. yes. The, the famous Sufyan. Uh, founder of MEND. Yes, founder of MEND, mashallah. mashallah. Yes. So he's, uh, he was we were working together on, on the FOSIS mm. North uh, board, um, Committee. Excellent. Mashallah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. How was the, the kind of, how, would, how else would you say the different, the, the, the scene was different from then and now? You know, you, so one thing was Islam and the Islamic society was seen as something exotic, something foreign. Um, yeah. How else was the Dawah seen different then, in your opinion, in your experience? Yeah, I think, I think that was the most important part, because seeing it as foreign uh, meant that, you know, it was, was clumped with other sort of, you know, in the international 
parts and in a way that sent a kind of message mm. that really this isn't uh, it's interesting but yeah. it's not really it doesn't belong here yeah that's the kind mm. of thing and so you know we'd ha- they'd have like these international culture evenings and so yeah. as a society <laughs> you'd expect to bring a dish <laughs> an islamic dish <laughs> yeah. so uh, you bought halal bangers and mash. <laughs> Halal yeah. fish, halal yeah. fish and chips. Yeah. yeah so, uh, but yeah, it was also, it was also, uh, you know, things were different at that time as well. You know, it wasn't so much, um, everything wasn't so scrutinized as it is mm. today. You know, so there was a lot, you know, there was quite easy, organized, lots of events, lots of programs, yeah. things like that. A lot of our focus, un- unfortunately, I would say, was, uh, was to a certain extent on, on national issues. You know, so we had things like, uh, you know, Iraq Day and Palestine Day mm-hmm. and uh, Algeria Day and Bosnia was at that time as well. Bosnian happening. War was during that yeah, time. Yeah, Bosnian War. So a lot of issues were focused. Sometimes they had almost like an international perspective to it. But we also addressed, um, mm-hmm. you know, religious aspects as well. Okay. Yeah. You go and do a bit of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> No comment. <laughs> no comment. No, no, I didn't. Although, yeah. surprisingly, it was... I mean, it was normal. It was quite, well, not normal, but quite mundane. A lot of people were saying... Yeah, to Bosnia. Yeah, jump on a coach. Yeah, yeah, there National was... Express. Yeah, just, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think the Bosnian thing, obviously, yeah, a lot of people, uh, you know, were... Mm-hmm. were there was, there was a lot of hype about it, a lot of hype about it. I remember some people also, well, some, I say one or two who came back and started saying, you know, we've done this, we've done that. And then it was almost like a, it was almost like a, you know, a medal to show, yeah. show off. And some people were actually showing off that. You Other know. people were like, actually, we never saw you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's amazing how things, are, you know, uh, one thing that was pushed and promoted is actually then, you know, can easily be mm. switched around and people are, now considered as, yeah. uh, you know, potential terrorists for doing something like that. So, I mean, we're in kind of uh, election season now. Do you remember there being um, much talk or debate around Muslims and elections back then? No, actually. Because, I mean, yeah. every, every few years, in my recollection, yeah. um, they, I mean, maybe not so much today, but yeah. there used to be kind of, you know, debates and people outside the masjid shouting, you know, or arguing with each other. Was that has that always been a thing in your experience? In in my time, the I think the the, the debate that I can remember actually was a little bit more uh, um, uh, less uh, advanced. So people were still, to a certain extent, debating whether or not you should even join a political uh, party, let alone a uh, a. Uh, even an Islamic one? Not even, not even, you know, no, like, should you join Labour or Conservative or something mm-hmm. like that? That was considered, you know, the whole argument of these are not non-Islamic or non-Muslim or against Islam or they have all these things. So that can actually cause them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that that was the debate, if you like. It wasn't even talking about voting and, and, and who to vote for. Or mm-hmm. So it was much, much a different dialogue then. I can't remember really it being a central issue. I think Muslims just got on with it and, you know, they weren't really talking. Nowadays, we're talking about how the Muslim vote can influence people, how it can mm-hmm. affect people. Yeah, um, I mean, so men sent some research out doing, um, talking about, I think, 50 constituencies mm. where um, the Muslim, they said Muslim voters, or people of Muslims who are uh, voting age, eligible yeah. voters, yeah. are able to uh, constitute more than the swing in the last election, so yeah, yeah, there that's is uh, there's a lot of power, you know. It is how um, well it's utilized, though. It's uh, yeah. It's I mean, uh, um, it seems to be there's been a shift, though, between. Um, I mean, traditionally, Muslims have kind of been labor, or if mm. they've got a bit of money, yeah, <laughs> on the pay less tax, maybe uh, <laughs> uh, conservative. Yes, yes. But um, it seems that the current kind of trajectory of the Muslim um, political scene is. To not align yourself to one party yeah. in particular, yeah. but try and um, showcase how influential you are as a community, mm. and then have the parties come to you and, yeah. and promise things to you because that's I think that's how you make more True. systemic and, and longer term change. It's a very slow process, but True. you know, a few multiple through multiple uh, election cycles, 
yeah you you we have the uh, potential at least to be a, a significant player to, or who who politicians will try mm. to you know get the vote of yeah um is that something new or no, is that is that a fair <laughs> assessment like tr- your, traditionally yeah. labor or kind True. of this guy's my friend i'm going to vote for him he allowed us to build a masjid we're going to vote for him yeah versus okay here are our demands who's going to definitely i think definitely you're right it's it's a bit of a sort of you know ups and down kind of thing because at one point yeah people were saying that you know labor was mainly the the people that muslims go to mm. uh, and then there w- there was that shift that actually we don't shouldn't be aligned to one party because if anyone wins then they get but yeah. but la- we saw last elections for example there was that kind of trend and have what was known as like the muslim manifesto and trying yeah. to get people on board but then we found out that actually the conservatives were marginalizing muslims anyway they don't really mm. didn't really care about the muslim um, yeah. uh, aspect so i think so there's I think it's a long term kind of strategy yeah. it will take multiple election cycles yeah but mm. i think now there's there's almost like a, a whole circle we've done a circle and come back we mm. see a lot of people now uh obviously encouraging more uh, labor as opposed to conservative because conservative mm. on the one hand corbyn mm. but also on the other hand you got the boris johnson with his islamophobic yeah. sort of rhetoric mm. so i think there is and, and even when you um see some of the videos going around or some of the advice or whatever it, there is there is that kind of push yeah. But I don't think yeah I think it should be non-partisan because at the end of the day it doesn't have to be a, around a yeah. par- party but unfortunately that's the reality party is a party government isn't it it's a party yeah. uh, parliament based around party and not uh, around individuals mm. but it's one to watch because I think it's going to be very much split this time isn't it yeah, I mean every poll is different yeah so, yeah so no, but we've got lots of people now we've got the Brexit party yeah. I don't know if that's <laughs> going to get a few votes yeah the Liberals might get more of this. Uh, Protest for protest against, against um, Brexit and all that. So yeah, it's. Salamkum, uh guys. Sorry to butt in, eh? But if you're enjoying this podcast, please head over to islamtunc.com forward slash donate to help us make more. And if you're not enjoying it, head over anyway and help us make better ones. So how do you um, how do you feel the Muslim community is going in your experience? Um, what kind of trajectories? can we look forward to because it feels i mean i'm only 34 years old so mm. i don't have the um not to rub it in your face or anything mm. <laughs> younger than you <laughs> but <laughs> just uh don't have that experience that history it's easy for me to look at the last 10 years mm. that i've been yeah maybe yeah. a week and then try and plot a co- chart chart you know yeah uh, a graph or something of the direction uh, it feels to me that muslims now more and more feel at home here mm. that this is their country that they're yeah. not here on holiday or guests in someone else's country is that a fair assessment is that the kind of yes and no yes and no because i think some of the things that are happening obviously as more and more um the generations mm. you know get older and older and uh, more generation comes in then there is that tendency and it's almost like a natural yeah. tendency but at the same time there are some things which are happening which may make an uh, so an average muslim feel Unwelcome, yeah. yeah. So this kind of marginalization, prevent. prevent yeah. um, There's always a, a kind of a double. It's a double-edged sword, you know, yeah. highlighting the 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 trauma of prevent, mm. and the the systemic issues and problems of it. Yeah. If we're too graphic, yeah, we need to make some noise about it. That's why how it's become, mashallah, yeah. toxic, because of pre- pre- primarily pretty much the Muslim community speaking yeah. out and and protesting. Yeah. Which shows, you know, we can we can do stuff, we can change narratives and discourses about something. Sure. But it always it it also at the same time it might scare someone into reclusion or saying, Well, I don't want my kids being taken away or I don't yeah. want to be yeah. uh, I don't want this or this or this or that yeah. to happen to me. But that's definitely happened. I mean it's yeah. not just about kids. Now people I think myself even I can talk about myself, I can, I can see there's a lot of self censorship, you know, mm. about what you say and what the words that you say and i think now people yeah. muslims feel very more uh, apprehensive about what they should say and what they can you know criticize mm. uh, uh, israel for example is is can get you into trouble or yeah. you know if you say the wrong word at the wrong time or whatever uh, and that's what prevent has done it's made people very much feel mm-hmm. that they they have to be aware of what they say and what they speak which isn't isn't healthy i think in mm. any society that promotes freedoms 
um, this is actually curtailing all those freedoms. Yeah, arguably yeah. that's the idea behind. Yeah, you know yeah. some of the more Islamophobic kind of architects of yeah. policies like these neocons. Yeah, um, their idea is to make the community make things harder. Yeah, like the famous speech of Douglas Murray. Yeah, to make conditions harder for Muslims across the board in Europe. Yeah, yeah, and that that you know, we're doing their job for them. Yeah. By by kind of acquiescing, yeah, um, yeah, and you find that if you if you show some backbone, if you yeah, stand up, yeah, and um, say no or know your rights first, and then and demand your rights, yeah, um, these types of people and prevent from the prevent coordinator all the way up to whoever, yeah, they'll just move on to somewhere else, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll take the path of least resistance, sure, and it's yeah. unfortunate for those people who they end up going and harassing, but yeah, those of us who do stand up and say we're not welcome here, can yeah. you, you know. This is a private organization sure, yeah, yeah, and right, yeah. you have no yeah. um, prevent doesn't apply to us or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if it's a mosque or a charity even, even yeah. a, even an Islamic society, yeah. then they'll just go to some, someone else yeah. to the next. It's kind of like the, you know, <laughs> what they say about bailiffs or the TV license yeah, people. Yeah. You open the door and they come in. We saw something like that, I think, last, uh, last week. There was somebody who uh, wrote some sort of tweet about... Uh, Transgender or something, and mm. again the police went sent uh, went to his house and questioned him about. Said we just want to question your thinking. So uh, this guy is not a Muslim and mm. nothing to do with. But because he said something or tweet and somebody found it, they thought that they'd question him and maybe yeah. he was going to change into some sort of hate crime and, and so on. So yeah, you're right. It does take that kind of path of least yeah. uh, least resistance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's one kind of measure. Mm. Would you say that Muslim communities um, maybe improving and establishing roots here, feeling at home here? Yeah. What other kind of changes yeah. have you seen over the years? I think. Uh, where do you think the the trajectory of the Dawah is and the Muslim community is going? I think you know th- there is obviously a tendency that some people might always look at the negative uh, side of mm. things, but I think in, in when we look at uh, things as a whole, we can see that actually things are getting better and one aspect of that is for example uh, the whole uh, aspect of seeing how much muslim organize how many muslim organizations there are mm. there's so many that you're muslim not part of I, i'm not part <laughs> 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 yeah. i'm just a drop in the ocean yeah. no there's so much so many out there so yeah. many out there and a lot of them are doing um sometimes very specialized things some are doing a little bit more you know comprehensive yeah. work but yeah there's so much so many out there and that in yeah. itself shows that um, there is that uh, first of all a need for it, so there's, yeah. there's that there's the, the demand for it, but also it shows that people are ready to set up institutions and whether it's charities, whether it's organisations. Yeah, there's a lot of potential. Yeah, in, uh, yeah, yeah so especially over here. And I think that's I mean, a, that's I've seen positive. young brothers and sisters set yeah. up, you know, um, really uh, interesting and innovative enterprises. Yeah, um, making apps, making doing mm. uh, making programs, mm. making doing finance, Islamic financial organizations yeah. and yeah. blogs and, um, you know, magazines and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is not coordinated. That's the thing. A mm. lot of it is just people doing things by themselves, sometimes reinventing. Is that, the is that a strength or a weakness, you think? I think I think that's a weakness. I Somebody said on the way here, the, um, there was, you know, the chief rabbi was, uh, yeah. was in the newspapers today, yeah. criticizing Corbyn. Yes. Which is... Um, I thought it was kind of illegal mm. to have all this spiritual influence and for yeah. a, for a kind of religious leader. What yeah. happened to the mayor of um, Tower Hamlets, yeah. Lutfur Rahman? Yeah. But uh, he was saying, you know, why don't we have a chief imam or something? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we have a chief rabbi. Why don't you have a chief mufti or something? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking he'd probably be subject to a lot of, you know. Uh, Pressure or yeah. you know being appointed on pro-establishment or whatever. It depends. But depends. How it could be if yeah. it was kind of somebody who was selected from the people, the, grass, the grassroots. The grassroots, yeah. Which is what the what the board of directors I think done is done. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I don't think well the government doesn't. Board of deputies. Deputies, right? Yeah. The board of deputies. They, British they are, Jews. They are the ones who appoint their mm. uh, chief rabbi. It's not the, the yeah. establishment. But they would. You can imagine if there's a sizable minority with yeah. power, there's going to yeah. be some. Influence yeah, or yeah. backhand kind of deals and 
A chief imam will be very difficult to yeah. to achieve because y- uh, you're gonna have lots of chiefs and yeah. no Indians. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't say that way. <laughs> Do you want to explain that uh, <laughs> metaphor to a younger <laughs> audience? Or you yeah. can Google it. Uh, oh, they can Google it, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is, I mean, why Why can't we have, just to echo this brother, he's mm. actually a sheikh, he was kind of saying maybe mm. half tongue-in-cheek, but why can't we have a chief imam of the British Isles? Yeah. Wasn't that Abdullah Quilliam? You know, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. kind of appointed by, yeah, by the Istanbul, but... yeah. Um, I think. Do you think it's it's foreseeable? In the I think it's I think it's a good idea if it is, and I think there was there has been discussion about it, and I and I think if it is going to be um, something that goes forward, it has to be. Well, uh, feel has to be like an institute. No, it has to be an institution. It has to be a, you yeah. know like an office for the chief man. So it's not one person who's doing all this, and you know, yeah. it has to be some sort of. Where you have all these uh, imams, uh, yeah. and you know maybe then they choose from a be- amongst them one person. A council, basically. Yeah, yeah, like a very small, small version of a Ahlul council. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So <laughs> so I, I'm part of an organization called Ahlul Halwa Wal Akal. That's very. Uh, that's, uh, we we have dinners uh, in in different restaurants mashallah, mashallah. to to okay, to give bayah to the best one. Choose the best among good. them. That's good. But uh, I mean, some of the. But even the mashaykh, they think you know, in terms of a long-term strategy for Muslims in the, in Britain, yeah. Um, I think one idea that's been uh, suggested is to have not a chief imam per se, but to have Muslims recognised as an official minority, mm. as a prescribed, not proscribed, but prescribed minority. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Similarly to I think how they are in Belgium, I think. Uh, not just kind of nominally, but yeah. with some kind of uh, effect. Mm. Uh, so I think Jews are recognized as an official minority, maybe even Catholics. Sikhs, I think. Um, but the idea is Muslims are recognized as a minority, so certain aspects of Muslim personal law is dealt with through the courts or recognized mm. marriage, divorce, inheritance, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And education wise, yeah. uh, Muslims. Uh, have the right enshrined constitutionally kind of yeah. um, to raise their children sure. uh, raise our children according yeah. to our um, values and norms and so forth yeah. rather than it being kind of diluted um, yeah so that that is that's been one idea that's been suggested um, what do you think about that is it something possible I don't know I mean I don't for know all those these organizations that yeah. so kind of multitudinous in what they're doing but mm. to have one common aim shared amongst them yeah I don't know possible? I don't know how much because uh, value that when would. that happens then you can say okay here are the Muslims they're a minority yeah and here are some people who speak on their behalf that are yeah. that have the mandate Sure. Of the whole community, it doesn't yeah. have to be a full hundred percent. Yeah, you know, but you can, you can have maybe different schools of thought or whatever. But yeah, and then from that can rise from bottom up. Yeah, can rise uh, some kind of uh, well, council mean, or chief imam. Or but you, ha- I mean, you have there have been some attempts. Uh, obviously, there's two things here. One is the actual Muslims coming together and formulating some sort of body. Mm. Uh, we have the the Muslim Council of Britain, which is yeah. uh, a good attempt at that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are many sectors within the Muslims who haven't joined the Muslim Council of Britain, but it is a very large, and I think it's one of the largest in probably, I don't know if say in the world even, uh, in terms of really? Muslim, yeah, in terms of you know, in Muslim organisations in the e- in so the, the West. So the way MCB works is, you have a Muslim organisation, you sign on as an affiliate, yeah, and then you kind of have one vote. Something when yeah, when it comes, it comes to, to the AGMs, you vote in <coughs> and you, you choose a you choose a national council. Then yeah. you choose a, they they will choose uh, and also now the the general assembly will choose also a uh, the, the 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 secretary general. Mm. But it needs more buy-in for you know for something like that. Secondly, it will always be difficult to have this kind of thing that you were talking about, which is the you know to be actually recognised by the state. I think to be recognised by the state, then it, it will add an extra level of uh, bureaucracy and also any state I mean at one point the government was talking to the MCB and coordinating mm. but once, once something happened which they didn't like 
they broke ties off. So it's, it will always become become like that. So I think it has to be independent. It's difficult to be recognized by the state. Mm. But um, the state, <coughs> I mean, the government tried to do that. I think they, they set up at one stage something called the Sufi Muslim Council, almost like a... So, yeah. I mean, the, the, that's one of the, I think, the... Yeah. The, the reasons why some suggest this because yeah. if it doesn't happen from the grassroots yeah it's going to be attempted from top down mm. to choose here are your people here are your spokespeople here mm. are your leaders yeah. muslims yeah here, here are the people you should listen to sure. so if we don't as a community step up and proactively do exactly, this yeah. something like this then yeah. it's it's only a matter of time before sure. it's done before sure. us especially if we're growing to an, uh, to such a size and specifically in those regions where we could have uh, significant sway yeah. if we do uh, unite that's true and there is a lot you know we've seen that obviously we've seen that i remember mm. in sheffield um the muslim different muslim you know uh, organizations and mosques and things like that very difficult to bring some people together yeah especially like you have the Diobendi and Brailwi uh, divide very you know they, they would not sit on <laughs> one table together they hate each other they hate yeah. but when uh, when it is done from the top down yeah. you're invited to I don't know by the mayor or the, the that's quite sad <laughs> then they will come you know they'll yeah. come and they will attend and things like that so there is that element of it and maybe it will work on a on a large level despite the both being it's like it's quite funny I mean Brailwi's and Diobendi's yeah. they're both Hanafi they're both from Pakistan they yeah. both have such so much in common yes 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 but you know just a historical kind of aspect, yeah. divided and yeah. tactics from absolutely, the empire absolutely. days. I don't think that, yeah, there's not much of that difference between... Somebody that, told it? me that the, the, the so-called blasphemy law in Pakistan, yeah. which is uh, incidentally a relic from British colonial law, okay, not from the Sharia as it is in the yeah. statute, the majority of the cases brought to the courts, like 90% plus, someone said, are between... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, rival Muslims excommunicating okay. each other. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's uh, yeah. So it's used as a, a weapon yeah, against yeah, yeah just yeah, kind of yeah. fighting each other. Exactly. But we have lots of organisations. Do you think? Th so where is this in terms of let's say Muslim unity in the UK? Mm. Is it come something getting worse, getting better, same as it was in your? I think youth? there is. There's a lot of lot of evidence to show that it's getting better. I think mm -hmm. uh, as more and more Muslims become more enlightened about the difficulties that they are facing, the challenges, etc., they are, you know, they are moving away from these uh, debates, which a lot of the time are just theological. You know, mm -hmm. um, even when you consider some of the some of them are learned. They're like debates from hundreds mm, of years ago yeah, yeah. that you wouldn't actually care about yeah, exactly. if you hadn't. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brought resurfaced it exactly. and, and brought exactly. stuff. And they have no relevance as well. You mm. know, they're but they're kind of debates which have no real relevance on people's lives in mm. terms of how they would conduct themselves. Uh, but yeah, it becomes a debate, and it's people then have uh, allegiance. But do you think it's getting better? I think it's getting better because I think seeing more imams coming together and sitting together mm. and talking. We talked about. Um, you know, even the Muslim Council of Britain is is non non sectarian, for example. Mm -hmm. So you have Shia and Sunnah on that. Even Minab, uh, the mosques and imams organization, that also had Shia and Sunnah, Brailwis, mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. and I think the Diobandis didn't weren't rush didn't rush into it, but it, it did contain a large majority of the Muslim mm -hmm. community. So there is that work. You know, there is that understanding of let's work together, and but uh, it needs strong leadership to make sure mm -hmm. make sure that it goes forward. What are some of the threats, do you think, to the future of um, the community in the UK? <coughs> well, Muslims. yeah, I mean, I think as as the the the, the secular West tries to impose some of the uh, their um, laws and ways on Muslims, you know, trying to achieve that kind of uh, uh, similarity by everyone, you know, to remove all this mm. uh, the, the effects of of the what they uh, are seeing as the negative aspects of multiculturalism i think yeah. as that comes more and more muslims are going to be pushed water uh, down know. the dean yeah they're forced to do that <coughs> or they they have to change mm. the way that they you know they practice and we're seeing that's happening you know a lot a lot of muslims are revisiting maybe their practices or how they look at things and maybe that's also part of the whole Ideological, you know, or mm. even the Islamic theological aspect of people looking into yeah. what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. I think that is one of the dangers that uh, you the know. Kind of yeah. So what yeah. things are fixed? 
you know, in yes. the city and what exactly. things can change with context yeah. and time and place. Yeah. Salam guys, me again, reminding you to head over to islam21c.com forward slash donate to keep the lights on on Islam21c. We pride ourselves on being independent and being funded by the grassroots community. Who do you kind of personally, if you don't mind me asking, go to when you have something like that, something, you know, a question that you need some expert guidance on from somebody of knowledge who knows the context in the country, Yeah, he knows the ins and outs and is also kind of capable of making that ishtihad? I think one of the, one of the very well, um, say well versed, but definitely well established uh, shiukh that we have today in, in mm-hmm. the West is uh, uh, Sheikh Abdullah Al Juday. Okay, in Leeds. Yeah, yeah, in Leeds. So he's one of those shiukh who's mm. uh, he's lived here for for a long time. He probably uh, isn't uh, as confident speaking in English as as he seems. He does mm-hmm. speak good English, and he's someone who definitely has that founding in the knowledge. Uh, and at the Somebody same time, who's mixed with the, the environment, yeah. who understands the. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So he's one of those people, and also um, Sheikh Haytham Al Haddad. I think mm-hmm. he's also one oh, of I know those. Him. You know him, huh? <laughs> good, excellent. <laughs> so again, another another Sheikh yeah. who, who definitely has uh, that established uh, knowledge yeah. in the Deen. At the same time, knows all these challenges that we're facing, yeah. and that's why uh, to some. Uh, People, both of these names, for example, with their ijtihads, they are sometimes considered as, you know, they might be outcast, you mm-hmm. know, because they're giving these opinions. And often very different to each other. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, when you think about Sheikh Haytham's opinion about voting, mm-hmm. you know, for example, as an as an example, or with regards to student loans, yeah, you know, it probably pushes the boundaries on what some mm-hmm. shiuch would be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's about applying that deen. And this is why, you know, one of the ulama, uh, Sheikh uh, Sufyan uh, Thawri uh, of the past, he said, you know, ilm, uh, ilm is about uh, extrapolating uh, a concession, taking a concession from someone who you trust. Mm-hmm. But it's not, about, it's not about just being strict, because being strict or uh, narrow in the deen, anybody can do that. Yeah. But the real knowledge, al-ilm ruqsatun min thiqa. So the real knowledge is when a, 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 somebody who's trustworthy can yeah. extrapolate for you a concession, and that, I think that's the <coughs> challenge. That's an, yeah. Yeah, an important uh, yeah. angle. But on the other hand, there's also the opposite extreme. Somebody, some brothers are joking around in a class I, I attend. They're like, "We have this thing called yeah. the lucky number 13." Okay. So you know you want to do something, and 12 sheikh said it's haram. Mm. But there's going to be this lucky 13 is going to say it's halal And they think, okay, he's going to get the blame <laughs> You know, for me doing that thing Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah That's also, um, you know, tatabu'a ruhas Some people do that Some people do that, unfortunately yeah. And that's something that, you know, is is, is um, it, it's, it shows, a, you know, a more deeper problem within that person But all the, all the, all the more reason to have some kind of counsel Which is, you know, um, uh Consulted with has that has some scholars from yeah. different backgrounds, yes. schools of thought who understand the situation here, yeah. understand the context, sure. who've lived here for a long yeah. time, and are well, you know, established yeah. in Sharia um, to get together and and battle these sure. things out. And I think I don't know if you've heard uh, recently. There's mm-hmm. been the launch of a, a new organisation which is called uh, the British Board of Scholars and are you part of it? Imams. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Sorry, you have to <laughs> declare your uh, interests Completely first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. Uh, You've know that it. one, yeah. yeah. Mufti so Amjad is on it, and I met him. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and it's like a WhatsApp group of two hundred people. Or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> are you on it as well? No, no, no. I'm not no? On it. <laughs> okay, you might be hiding there. So, uh, yeah. So that that is also another attempt. Mufti, um, Mufti, but yeah, there's lot, there's lots of uh, <laughs> lots of names, but you know, yeah. it, it has that. Within there's no Shia yeah. on that, so it's more of a Sunni uh, imams. But again, it, the diverse, the yeah. diverse um, spectrum of different thoughts and, and opinions, mm-hmm. and and I think although it's not produced anything uh, concrete, although some might say baby steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been I think an somewhere. attempt about talking about fostering and mm-hmm. adoption, and uh, I think there's something also another topic. So mm-hmm. there are some attempts to to do something, and I think mm-hmm. that's a good platform to start off.
So that's just been launched recently. Sheikh Judei and Sheikh Haytham in terms of specific kind of fatawa and that kind of stuff. What about your Tarbuwi kind of influences growing up? Who have they been? Well, I mean, I've always, I mean, I've had living in while I was living here, you know, in London, in the as with my parents. Not really had anybody specific. My father always used to, you know, mm. just tag on with my father uh, wherever he'd go, and he used to, you know, used to run a circle as well. And uh, although my father's not a sheikh as such, but he, you know, he's quite learned and he has uh, mm. studied a lot of uh, Islam. So he used to used to go there and learn learn from him. Mm. Uh, but as I um, as I uh, Progress went to Bradford, went to Sheffield. It's really about finding, you know, you meet people mm-hmm. who might not be, you know, quote unquote the sheikhs, you know, the people who can have a title or have yeah. any letters after their name, but they are uh, people who are do have that influence, do have that, you know, they they have the outlook on uh, on, on yeah. Islam, which maybe uh, are not uh, seen by anybody else. I mean, that's yeah. why I, I think. Tarbiyah is important. Yeah, you know, then you don't have to be a sheikh. You don't have to have like big qualification to sure. nurture someone. Yeah, to nurture the iman, nurture the connection with the last one. Yeah. their, you know, um, their skills as well. Yeah, you know, giving yeah. them skills, time management, sure, um, people skills, communication yeah. skills, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the most essential thing I think in tarbiyah is the having the iman, uh, having the person who can. Give you the correct um, aspects of dealing with mm. situations, the akhlaq and, and all that. And yeah. sometimes people who have knowledge, uh, any Islamic knowledge, can be very rigid yeah. because they've learned certain aspects of the knowledge. They just look at it one perspective, and it's only when it comes to application and how do I use that with my akhlaq? How do I use that with my different? I mean, that's the, uh, probably that's been the kind of caricature difference yeah. between the. The kind of hadith scholar and the faqih. Yes. You know that the faqih is someone who can. Um, obviously, it's a caricature. Yeah. No, no one scholar is completely one or the other. But yeah. it's like a spectrum, isn't it? Where you lie. Yeah. Yeah. So might, one might be a bit more rigid and uh, kind of stick to the text and of something, but he understands through the text something, and one might be more yeah. looking at the broad principles and stuff. Okay. And the other aspect of tarbiyah, which is the whole aspect of you know achieving that purification, that tazkiyah. Mm. Which uh, a lot of the time is not just about knowledge and learning; it's more about just practice and how do yeah. you practice the different aspects of Islam, which can nurture that purification within yeah. yourself. And I read somewhere that, uh, or somebody said that you're involved in chaplaincy as well. Is that true? Yes, I was involved. At so another point. organization. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't an organization. <laughs> so, <laughs> or was it like? Uh, but no, yeah, it was. We had uh, again in Sheffield. We set. Uh, we we helped uh, set up. Uh, uh, the Muslim aspect of the chaplaincy, if you like. So there was a Mashallah. university. They had mm. uh, mainly the Christian chaplaincy, uh, but that, you know, as Muslims mm. increase, etc., that we managed to help. Out. And we also introduced the chaplaincy into the the hospital as well, which was the big uh, sort of university hospital there. Mm. So yeah, helped helped in that as well. Yeah. You think that's a important role going forward for Muslims to? Kind of uh, go into it. Definitely is, and, and Muslims. What are. kind of stuff does a chaplain do? I think. I mean, we had a chaplain at our university, Andrew. Yeah. Nice guy, yeah. Christian guy. Yeah. Um, had had nice kind of talks with him. Used to come to some events. Yeah. I mean, what what does a Muslim chaplain do? Is just uh, pastoral care, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think they say yeah, a pastor. You're the guy you go to when you're stressed out about exams, or. But I suppose, but more more importantly, maybe it's more about. Difficult questions that you know mm. that, uh, <coughs> and to be fair, I mean during my time when I was working, I wasn't an official chaplain any yani, uh, working. I was more like a volunteer, so I didn't really get that many people coming. But I think th- as more and more y- you know of the upcoming generation become um, you know affected by the different mm. challenges, uh, there are gonna these questions are gonna rise more and more. You know about. You know who I am and where am I heading and uh, issues related to gender relations mm. uh, relations and identity and it's important I think we we proactively fill in those gaps yeah yeah because like I said with the other stuff like a chief imam or something mm. um, if we're not proactive then we're gonna have to react to someone appointed for us yes 
Yeah. Who might sure. have somebody else's um, yeah. you know, interest sure. at heart. Sure. Uh, this ha- did happen in one or two universes I can think of. Yeah. You know, yeah. with uh, <coughs> some, you know, really nasty piece of work was yeah. put into a position sure. and he kind of tried continually disrupting yeah. the Islamic society, yeah. the elected kind of mm. student yeah. uh, society and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But how do you get the consensus around that? What do you think? I mean, I think unity how do you is get organizations? Yeah. But... You know, the it's younger like Muslim, ideal, it? it seems, the younger Muslim uh, community um, is far more likely to work together and unite mm. than the people who maybe have baggage from yeah. previous kind of trauma, yeah. previous yeah. fighting and bad blood between them. Yeah, especially yeah. if it's if it's in your collective imagination, collective memory. Yeah, like with sects and that kind of that have been fighting each other for hundreds yes. of years. Yes, yes. Um, but also that you don't need everyone. It's not really an ideal. You don't mm. need. It's it's quite practical and practically possible. You don't need yeah. everyone to agree on something. Yeah. Our yeah. sheikh he was our sheikh he was giving like an example in just management skills. Sure. And the essence of it is, if you're doing a you know like a a, a multiple choice test. Yeah. You've got twenty questions. You got h- half an hour to do it. If you're stuck on question five, just move on. Yeah. Go to question six and carry on. Sure. Don't, some people in their nature will just dwell on question five, dwell on the issue. I don't know the answer to this, I don't know the answer to this. Yeah. And they'll run out of time. Yeah. They won't be able to do anything else. Sure. So likewise, when we when we come across an obstacle to something, some grand project to mm. unite the Muslims or whatever, and we come across some people that go against that vision, then yeah. don't get stuck on question five. Sure. Carry on, move on. There are more people to... Unite with to work together and, yeah. and, and do all that. Good I stuff. think that's important because yeah, you'll never be able to get you know full uh, backing of everybody. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, it becomes a bit of a difficult one because if you don't have certain elements uh, who are helping you, then how how much um, mm. you know how much space does it? I take? think there how needs to be. Ground? I think if there's transparency. Yeah, and some people might get triggered by this democracy. Mm. <laughs> then. Then even your opponent will, even someone who you disagree with, will begrudgingly accept, mm. you know, to be yeah. part of something like that. Because at the end of the day, if they don't like it, yeah, they can change it. Or they can convince other people to change parts of the stuff they don't like. Inshallah. So, you know, on a, whether it's a masjid yeah. or a Islamic organization or an inter-organizational thing like MCB or Minab or whatever, yeah. The more transparency and the more democracy there is, yeah, more accountability there is of, of individuals and the transparent process. I think the the less excuse, you know, Shaitan can bring against kind of joining sure. with the Muslim brothers and sisters and, yeah. and trying to get some work done. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, I think you're right. It's it definitely needs to, uh, you know things need to be explored, mm. and I think that's what's you know, like say the MCB has happened. Not everybody's on board, but. You know, it's it's moved a little bit, and then there have been lots of attempts as well. So yeah, we have to keep on working mm. and providing that tarbiyah, providing that pastoral care. Assalamualaikum, guys. Last reminder, I promise. Head over to Islam21c.com forward slash donate to help this movement get to the next level. So we have genuine, high-quality media articulating Islam in the 21st century and developing confident Muslims, impacting the world for the better. Yes. What do you think about some of the criticisms of um, organizations like the MCB? I mean, you're not like you're still part of it, so yeah, I yeah, suppose yeah. you have, uh, you know, yeah. you, you can you can clear the air now. You what can kind of refute some of the or, or explain or what kind of criticisms do you? So, for example, people will. Um, there's always a a tendency when it comes to any organization like yeah. this that uh, the Muslims. Because especially since you, you know you kind of alluded to this when yeah. being spoken to by the state or spoken to yeah. by the government, and then shunned sometimes, there's always uh, the accusation floating around that, yeah. um, not just MCB but any organization like this that wants to be taken seriously, yeah. they will almost acquiesce to um, to to anything mm. to be at the end of a very long table mm. in a meeting with uh, you know. The Home yeah. Secretary or yeah. whatever minister, yeah. Whereas perhaps some younger, more radical, yeah, quote unquote, um, uh, activists 
who who feel yeah you know that they they're part of the society there would be more you know maybe you should just lay your stall out and not want to get government to take you seriously but be the voice be say the radical things hold the, the government to account or whatever yeah. and i know i mean it's kind of caricatured but yeah. they, 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 you get this kind of spectrum so on one side wanting to uh, preserve the status quo wanting to have a good relationship with the state yeah. and on the other side uh, the other extreme um not extreme, but other side of the spectrum. Yeah. Like you say, don't want to trigger anyone. Um, kind of being radical, being out there, yeah. speaking truth to power, yeah. no matter the consequences. And it's not an issue just for Muslims. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. every community, sure. every struggle has the kind of conservative, yeah. slow change versus radical revolutionary kind of, yeah. you know, spectrum in between. Yeah, yeah. I think the Muslim Council, I mean, as an organization, is it's always. So f- it's trying to get that balance right where they, on the one hand, they are representing um, the community uh, and, mm-hmm. and they're very clear to say that, we you know, it's not all the community, it's not only the, ma- the, the affiliates, but if they're representing the Muslims uh, with the establishment, if you like, in front of the establishment, yeah. but at the same time uh, being that bridge, if you like, between... The, the, the legal aspects of happening, the political aspects and the Muslim community. So it's always trying to be a balance between how far you get in. I know that the Muslim Council doesn't, you know, it doesn't play to the play to the tune of the government. And that's why the government's not happy with uh, with it as an organization because mm-hmm. <coughs> it says, you know, it, it will it will say things uh, as as they are, they are seen. Uh, and I think when you look at the different criticism, like you said about the spectrum, you yeah. find that when you're getting criticism from both ends, it shows that you are somewhere in the middle. Because if you know, you know, on the one hand, there are people who are accusing mm-hmm. the MCB of being a puppet of the government, and on the other hand, the government is accusing the Muslim yeah. of being, you know, uh, in the hands of radicals or whatever. So you see that everybody's attacking, and in the end, the Muslim council is just saying, "Look, we try to do well, our one method, one way of doing that is being in the middle." Yeah. But there could be, uh, you could argue another way of doing it is, in fact, to expand yeah. the, um, the, the center spectrum ground. Yeah, the center, yeah. of expressible opinion yeah. within the MCB to yeah. include the more radical uh, revolutionary voices and include the more conservative, yeah. uh, maybe status quo uh, voices. Yeah. Um, Which is I there. Mean, for example, I mean, uh, some people criticize when the MCB... Um, you know when Boris Johnson won the leadership election, mm. there was an MCB letter or a, or a mm. statement saying, you know, congratulations. Yeah, I actually thought that wasn't a massive major thing because yeah. some there has to be some level of you know diplomacy yeah. and and exactly yeah. But it's the intention you yeah. see, yeah. if the intention is I want to get into this guy's good books, then full stop. Then it's like yeah. we've already we've already yeah. lost the thing. But yeah. if the intention is have a have a respectful, amicable relationship, but I will, uh, you know, I will yeah. take you out, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. If you figuratively speaking, not condoning any uh, <laughs> attacks on the prime minister's uh, life, uh, I will, you know, uh, uh, attack you verbally and and speak yeah. out against yeah. uh, your uh, if you if you get out of line and that yeah. kind of stuff. And I think MCB is uniquely in that position where it can credibly do both. Yeah, because you're in the enviable position that if something radical is said, there's no one person that can be blamed. Yeah, it can be the the the, the blame is diffused across your whole membership. The you whole can say, council, yeah. you know, we had a meeting democratically, you know, annual yeah. general meeting, and we said, and it was uh, agreed that Boris Johnson is an idiot, and we're going to refute him. Yeah. Now he can't turn around and say bad MCB because you're going to be like, well. We're just that's it, yeah. You can, who yeah, you going to point the, yeah, the sure, finger sure. at? If there is transparency yeah. and accountability yeah. and and democracy in yeah. the, in the organisation, I think you. I mean, the the example that you made, I think you answered it really within what you said because the, mm. what the MCB was doing was was showing diplomacy really because what, I mean, I did something as well when I was the head of Mab, uh, Mab. also wished probably is on the same lines, and that was when Theresa May got yeah. elected as the. So yeah, oh, that's unforgivable, though. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, she has uh, everything can be forgiven. All sins can be forgiven. So uh, yeah, no, so, so the the thing is, it's about you know having that uh, yeah. basic line of look. When somebody achieves something, yeah, you say to them, okay, congratulations that you've won this or whatever. But that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I'm going to play to your narrative or I'm going to just... Uh, no, congratulations. And it's like you see this in politics. You see, like, yeah. you know, Boris Johnson and Jeremy Corbyn, they meet each other, they have a go at each other's right, throats. Gentlemen. But they still have to, <laughs> you know, respect each Protocol, other. Yes, yeah. yeah, so there's protocols that, that, that's involved. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the thing, you know, with a lot of people, they don't realise... I mean, even the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you yeah. know, he would use he, you know, the titles exactly. of kings and exactly. who were kuffar, who were maybe enemies yeah. and at yes. war with them. He would give them the proper titles yes, and so true. forth. That's but true. Um, I think we need, the community needs to be brought up to that level generally, the tarbiya yeah. kind of, oh, tarbiya of recognizing that, look, you, if you're a diverse community, you need some people yeah. to fulfill the role of being the Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. But you need other people to be the more radical kind exactly. of calling, holding power to account, exactly. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, that's something that I like, I'm trying to always, mm. you know, give with my messages to the Muslims. is about, uh, you know, having that generalized picture of Islam, you know, yeah. not just looking at one incident or... And that's unfortunately one of the things that's happening today. People look at one incident or one hadith mm. or whatever and they draw a whole conclusion. They don't look at the bigger picture. But when you look at the seerah, you look at the hadith of the Prophet you see exactly how he dealt with... Uh, mm-hmm. With people, and that's why we, you know, you find some of the people who looked at the life of the Prophet them ignorantly. They didn't look at, you know, they just looked at one thing, and they might have criticized him for mm-hmm. doing it because they didn't look at the whole picture. Yeah. So Islam is that kind of comprehensive way that we have to look at it. We have to look at everything. We have to examine everything, and not just take one piece and yeah. build the whole uh, concept on. on I often on kind of uh, go through this thought experiment. Yeah. Whenever someone does something annoying online or says something I yeah. disagree with, yeah. <laughs> unfavorite. Yeah, you know, imagine if they had social media in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu yeah. Alaihi Wasallam. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if they had like the Treaty of Hudaybiyah or something, mm. and then people are commenting on it. You know, how could they? Yeah, make the make a pact with the kuffar, and how could they send the Muslims? You want all that emotion, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. How could they, you know, stuff like betray the Muslims? If some yeah. Muslim is coming to you from the quiet, you send them back. Subhanallah, yeah. how is this? How can this be exactly. done? Some of the Sahaba were genuinely emotional at That's the time, true. but they had the Prophet to give, you know, the, the, the emotions were contained. They yes. were in that position. Yes. Now, something like that happens. Maybe a Muslim or any, anyone, a leader, yeah. might do a deal with uh, exactly. an evil person for yeah. a greater good or exactly. to yeah. avoid a greater harm. Yeah. People just explode, saying, "Oh, this mm. guy's a sellout. He's a this. He's a that. Yeah. He's an enemy of the Muslims." Yeah. And uh, I just think that you know, imagine yeah. if that that kind of sentiment, yeah. these kinds of tools were available until Prophet Sallallahu time, oh, it would have. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, some people did, you know, criticize Prophet Sallallahu exactly. and they were, they were the people who, uh, you know, later on, for example, became the um, deviant kind of groups and uh, mm. the famous mm. story of the man who said. You know, be just. Yes. Yeah. To the Prophet Yeah. 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 That's, true. Uh, that's true. As though anyone else could be. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why it's very important to, to yeah. you know, and, and I think that's the kind of messages that we have to have more of. You know, uh, Islam has to be understood in that wide. Mm. I think we've, to a certain extent, and especially I think remember when I was in Sheffield, I saw that certain times you had um, people who controlled the narrative and it's yeah. as if like it was only one way of doing something you know everything else was is not uh, is not acceptable you know the one way to pray yeah you know there's a fam- famous book uh, of al-albani rahimahullah <laughs> you know pra- uh, the prayer of the prophet's life yeah. and, and somebody else uh, you know i think the hanafis they but a counter book, yeah. <laughs> which allow you know the prayer according to the. the as long as you yeah. So if you look at the hadith, you can find a hadith to support any uh, opinion. Not any opinion, but you know this wide. Pretty range much of any opinion. <laughs> if you've already got a pre preconceived notion, yeah. yeah. Then I always tell people who kind of maybe start arguing or debating something. Yeah. I think the one thing to take away that if you want to take away is this: just because something makes sense to you, it doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's very easy yeah. to create, cherry pick the right evidences and create the, the, the right narrative exactly. to yeah, yeah, make so one opinion seem cogent and, and make yes. sense. Yes. It's when you see it in the broader context, hence yeah. the need for kind yeah. of transparency, democracy, and so forth, 
where you see people are able to thrash things out and come to some kind yeah. of consensus. Yeah. You know, and, the, and that that's when you know, inshallah, that. Well, they don't have to come to consensus. Yeah. That's the other thing. I mean, that the variety. Or agree to disagree. Yeah, agree yeah. to disagree because that's the nature of Islamic jurisprudence. There's so much, you know, scope for differences. That there doesn't have to be just mm. one way, you know, and and let us accept each other's different, and not just in terms of salah or wudu or things like. Even in terms mm. of, you know, political thought, how I see yeah. things, you know, or, or in terms of uh, how to achieve something, working for something, you know, what, yeah, even and, and as bigger issues as the problems of the Muslims, you mm. know, if you ask a Muslim now. Or you know, ask ten Muslims what's the what's the <laughs> problem? You get ten answers or twenty yeah, answers, <laughs> and so. it's about your own personality and your own yeah. uh, kind of um, interests. Yeah. So someone involved in Islamic finance, yeah, I think our problem is the one thing yeah. we need to fix is fi- we need yeah. Islamic exactly, financial institutions. Exactly. Somebody involved in maybe um, a, a foreign kind of political movement, they'll say, you know, we need to help that movement yeah. or whatever. Yes, someone yes, involved yeah. in. You know, always reading Aqidah books yeah, <laughs> Say, yeah. no, no, we need to fix exactly. Aqidah yes, yes, yes. Or something, or spiritually, whatever Someone's yeah, involved yeah. in, interested in But when you come together Everyone can have those yeah, yeah. Everyone can, yeah. you know Leadership needs yeah. to be able to hear all sure, those voices yeah. And try and yeah. um, build, build yeah. Uh, you know uh, forge, forge our sure. own path Well, know. we have the, ex- you know, the, the English example of, you know, mm. when it, when when my only tool is the hammer, then everything's Everything a nail. Everything's seen as a nail. Uh, and yeah. the, the Muslim perspective of that is so, you know, somebody who's a hijama therapist, <laughs> whenever something hurts, put, you know, put a cup on it. That's the, <laughs> that's the solution. Get that's the hijama on yeah. that. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a final question. Yes. All right. I asked a few uh, brothers this. Yes. And that is, if you could give a message to yourself um, from... Back in your teenage years or when you're 20s, mm. what would it be? What would you do differently? Or what would you warn yourself about? Or what message would you give? I, I think uh, it's, it's precisely the message that I've just said now, which is actually I, I, when I was younger, I was looking at things very in a very mm. restricted way. I think I had the blinders on, you know, I mm. wasn't seeing everything. So I definitely give the message that I would say to, to myself is that, you know, me take the blinders off and just accept that there is lots of scope lots of rooms lots of things that i used to mm. used to do now nowadays i've become much more relaxed about because i think you know it's understanding the bigger picture and the room and yeah. not, uh, for for accepting all these wider interpretations mm-hmm. wider mm-hmm. understanding and subhanallah um, one thing one lesson that i give now which is the whole aspect of not judging others is that when you do judge somebody for any circumstance you don't know uh, the context of that, you don't know how mm. things will pan out, and you might do something, or you might see somebody doing something. You say, "Ah, astaghfirullah, how can he do this?" Whatever. But actually, a few years down the line, you might fall mm. into the same part, yeah. and you actually end up doing the same thing <laughs> uh, because at that time, you know, you didn't know what uh, what to expect. So, yeah. definitely, that's the kind of advice that I would give myself. Excellent. Well, on that bombshell, uh, I'd like to say zakhlaqat. It's been. Dr. Omar uh, Hamdun, Al Hamdun with an That's E. That's right. And khairan to you at home for watching or listening, if you're commuting or driving or whatever. Just a reminder if you like this podcast, give it a like and a share. Uh, we're also available wherever you get your podcasts uh, iTunes, Spotify, Castbox, Google, and the rest, inshallah. Um, and yeah, don't forget to subscribe, comment, get involved in the conversation, and uh, we'll see you next time, inshallah. Zakmullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. If you're ever in East London around Brick Lane, make sure you drop by Quaker Street Coffee and Bubble Tea for some wonderful tea and coffee. Quote the Islam 21C Unscripted podcast and you'll get 10% off.